Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with information that empowers you so you can make better financial decisions in your life. I'd like to thank each and every one of you who've been able to donate this year to Clark's Christmas Kids, where we collect your donations so that children in foster care are able to have gifts to open Christmas morning. We're seven days out. We'd love to have your generosity if you can afford it. If you'd like to help out, see how it works at ClarksChristmasKids.com. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about something you may be thinking about involving your parents, a relative, gosh, could even be yourself in the future, and that is how assisted living works, and these facilities can be so mind-blowing and so difficult to choose, I've got some things I want you to watch out for. And later, something that has become ridiculously expensive, audiobooks, there's now ways for you to get them cheaper, and we're going to talk that through. So a friend called me recently. She and her husband had had, uh, placed her mom in an assisted living facility, and They did not have long-term care insurance, which, gosh, almost nobody does. I think it's like 3, 4, 5% of people have long-term care insurance because it's a very difficult product to buy, expensive, and the premiums aren't guaranteed. Other than that, it's great. So it ends up being something that when you have either for yourself or you have a relative, you have your parent, whatever, who needs the kind of care you'd get in an assisted living facility, It's so hard to pick and choose. They went around, looked at different places. They hired a consultant to help them find a place, and the placement was terrible. Place was okay, but the price they were quoted was not close to what they were being billed. This is something I've read stories about, about how dishonest assisted living facilities They quote you a rate that's supposedly all-inclusive for the month, but then everything else is extra. I mean, it might as well be a breathing charge because everything they do through a 24-hour period every day is itemized and billed separately. So they thought they were paying about $4,000 a month, and they were billed $9,500 for the first month. Can you imagine? That's crazy. Was it like a de- first month deposit thing? or is No, that no, no. Be- it was for all the extras. Oh, my gosh. And that's what the New York Times just did an investigative report on. And this is happening all over the country. But here's the thing that's really crazy. And you've got to know this. If you are in this unfamiliar territory and you don't know these places and they have these beautiful videos and these gorgeous four-color brochures and everybody's smiling and everybody looks happy 
And when you go on a tour, they're curated and everything looks just wonderful, right? It's not a lot of times. So the consultant that they got, they don't charge you to help you with the placement. So what's going Uh, on here? Something you got to know. These consultants in the industry are commissioned salespeople who supposedly are independent, but there's too much financial incentive for them to place you in whatever facility is paying the biggest commissions and ongoing kickbacks for as long as the person stays. And so you think you're getting free advice and might be a very warm, friendly person. And they're saying, you know, I, I've had all these people who've gone to this place. It really has been great. What's really going on is they're getting a fat wallet. It's almost like the conflict we talk about in the stock brokerage industry. If somebody's not a fiduciary or in the insurance industry, it's all about selling you whatever that gets the most commission for them. So this problem in the assisted living industry is a big one. A lot of these assisted living facilities have been bought by Wall Street crowd types, private equity outfits that are just trying to squeeze as much money out of desperate families as they can. That's why you want to hire a what, Krista? Because you have new experience with this. A geriatric social worker. Or a geriatric care manager. Care manager. Care yeah. manager. Both terms are used around the country. And we have a link on Clark.com for you to be able to find a legit geriatric care manager who has training and experience and knowledge. They're not getting commissions from anyone because guess what? You're paying them an hourly rate or a retainer like you'd pay a lawyer or accountant or something like that. And then you don't have to worry about the crooked practices going on in this industry. And what do you have, Chris? I just pulled up this one website, the Aging Life Care Association, aginglifecare.org. So what I want you to know is at a time that we are in an inferior position, it's not something we may have ever done in our lives. We don't have any idea how you pick this place, that place, or the other place, or exactly what care your aging parent needs, you might need, a friend, family member needs, you are in such a weakened position because the need is immediate and you're out of your league in this. So if you hire somebody who actually knows what they're doing, they're going to do a full eval of if it's you or the individual who needs assisted living or care with daily living that could be in your home. They're going to do the evaluation, and then they're going to know what facilities in your area have best reputation and best care and aren't going to pull this private equity junk of telling you you're going to pay this much per month and then charging double or triple that. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And you know the stories in Florida where people are put out at bus stops where they get all the money they can out of you. And they're like, oh, you got no more money? Bam. My gosh. They put you out on the street. I mean, it's just unreal. There are perfectly wonderful, good people and facilities in this industry. And then there's the dirt. And I want this in your head because right now it may not apply to you at this moment. some point it will to you, friend, family member, whatever. Just remember 
you got to be careful. Snakes in the grass. Krista? Tracy in Colorado says, gift givers beware. I bought my son an unlimited pass at a movie theater chain. Free movies for three months. I purchased it on the phone using an app and linked the payment to a visa with a small bank account I rarely use. I'm charged for three months right up front and think I'm done. The three months come and go. I think the gift has ended, as does my son. Then bam, with no notification on the fourth month, the monthly charges began. Additionally, my son is not notified that he has extended months of unlimited movies. I was charged for five months at $19.37 a month before I realized the issue. Obviously, I was remiss in checking this account monthly or I would have realized the odd charges. However, I was completely unaware I was signing up for the forever package unless you cancel this membership. The advertisement looked like I was buying one unit of a particular segment of time. I've disputed the charges with my bank and await a response. I don't want to give you false hope that your bank is going to help you on this. First of all, it's a debit card, sounds like, not a credit card, which limits your rights to charge back. Second, this came up a lot last month during Black Friday month, Black Friday week. There was one subscription service after another, after another, after another, with introductory deals that were just phenomenal, and they're all auto-renew. That is the thing right now with any type of subscription. It auto-renews either month at a time, quarter at a time, year at a time, but not at the price that you get up front. There were even two different streaming services that were virtually free. I bought the Hulu deal I saw on ClarkDeals.com. And it was but what 90- happens after the year? Well, I put in immediately, I go to my calendar now because I've been bitten by this as well, Tracy. And I put a notification 10 days before it's supposed before I got the deal to cancel. Because it goes from, you're paying a crazy low $2 a month. 99 cents a month. 99 cents a month for a year. But then after that, it springs to regular price, which I don't remember. I was that with $14.95? Ads, no, it's, it's the one with ads. I think it's $6.99 a month or something. Okay. So just know any of these things, any I don't know one that is an exception, that when you sign up for any subscription, it is all designed to lure you in with an intro price, like your Hulu, and then hit you with much higher prices later on. And in our busy lives, how are we going to remember? So when do I sign up for those intro offers? Never. Yeah, I don't. But you can put an alarm on your calendar. You can. And if you are, you're good at that and you're disciplined like Krista, then you avoid the price jump that you're going to see. But otherwise, anytime, subscriber beware. David in Ohio says, I recently booked a hotel during the week between Christmas and New Year's through Expedia. It gave me the option to pay up front or pay when I show up. If I choose to pay when I show up, does that increase the likelihood that I could be turned away if they've overbooked the hotel? Should I pay up front to better secure my reservation or does it not make a difference? It does not make a difference, David. And unless there's some enormous increase in rewards or awards you're going to get from Expedia by paying up front, you don't want to pay up front. Remember, if you know show for that hotel, they're billing you for at least the first night anyway. There's no meaningful difference between you prepaying or paying when you get there. 
my preference, unless there's just something dangling out in front of you that's just so worth it to pay up front, don't do it. Now, I'll tell you what's come up several times recently. People who have prepaid for hotels through a third-party booking site then get billed again by the hotel, and then you're fighting. About eight months ago, I had this with a hotel in Los Angeles where I got this special deal if I prepaid non-refundable, and I was going two days later. So I was like, man, I'm going to take that deal. So I prepaid the deal, get the hotel. They said, we just need your card for incidentals because we see you're prepaid. And then the next week, I got billed by the hotel at what the price would have been regularly if I hadn't had the prepayment. I went through so much hassle getting the hotel to credit me back. It was unreal. No one would ever respond to an email, phone call. I finally tracked down what the corporate office was of the hotel. This was in New York where the hotel chain was based. And finally, I got somebody to give me my money back. I mean, it was just it was a terrible mess. So I am not a fan of prepaying and never prepay for a car rental. Never prepay for a car rental. Matt in Vermont says, hey, Clark, I'm a longtime listener. And late last year, you even answered my question about buying back my leased truck. I did buy it back and I'm still enjoying having equity in a vehicle for once. Thank you. My question for you today is actually for my mom. Every year when the holidays come around, she always struggles to find gifts for my nieces and nephews. They pretty much only care about their devices these days. She wants to start giving them money that they can use for college, a home, or other large expense once they become adults. What would you suggest as a good investment for this idea and one that she can contribute to every year? So this answer has changed so much because of a new federal law going into effect in January where when these nieces and nephews are growing up, don't know if they're going to go to college, you still contribute the money you want to give to a 529 account because Congress changed the law and people weren't contributing to 529s because they were worried, what happens if my kid doesn't go to college, or in this case, niece or nephew doesn't go to college? What happens to that money? The tax code's really ugly on that. But now you have the ability to convert up to $35,000 that have been deposited into a 529 account, tax-free, migrate it into a child's Roth IRA. So this is the best answer I can give now for nieces and nephews, giving them something for their iPhone or whatever, waste of time and money, give them something that will stand the test of time, which is money that builds towards their future, either education or ultimately towards retirement by doing a 529 college savings plan. And at Clark.com, we have a list of the best plans in the country Based on our analysis, what makes a plan great is lowest possible costs and no commissions. And you can go look at that list. You were, and you were I'm not sure if his mom is in Vermont, but Vermont is on the honor roll and it does have an in-state tax benefit. So look at that guide and you'll see why I like that the best as a way to put money aside. And here it is a week before Christmas. I don't know how you survive living in New England in December, January, and February. I mean, if it gets below 70, I'm cold. Vermont's awesome. It is beautiful. 
And if you're a skier. In the summer. Well, you in the fall. Ski in the winter. Ski, snowshoe, cross-country ski. Yeah, n- not doing that in that cold of temperature. That, you go out west, you know, you got that dry cold. It's bigger mountains, the whole thing. Anyway, uh, I hope that helps. And it's wonderful to want to help nieces and nephews. But things given to them often, they long since are broken and all that. Putting money aside that builds a future. I love that. Coming up next, my oldest brother and his wife love listening to audiobooks, but it's not cheap, except it can be. I'm going to tell you about that next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, Jeff Bezos has the world's largest yacht. In fact, there was a big problem where a bridge had to be moved, opened, just to be able to get the yacht out of the shipmaker's harbor building facility. I mean, the guy's got lots of money, right? And you want to help him have more money so he can have more yachts or bigger private jets, whatever? No, you don't need to do that. He's doing just fine. So, got to know, Audible is unbelievably expensive if you like listening to audiobooks. It's crazy expensive because they've had, in the marketplace's mind space, they've had a monopoly on audiobooks, and the price has gone up and up and up and up. So it's crazy expensive. But there are so many alternatives. One that's new is Spotify now is making a wide catalog of audiobooks available that come included with its certain music listening plans that are as cheap as at $12 a month. What is it you pay, Krista? Do you remember? You're, I, you're on the I'm family I'm on premium. Thing. I'm on premium. But you get a wide selection oh, of these books now. Absolutely. I was looking through it. I'm so excited about it because I've been using Libby, the library app, but it takes a long time for me to get an audiobook I want to listen to. But I just saw at least, like, just glancing, 10 audiobooks I would listen to. And speaking of that, I mean, this is, this is a great alternative because Spotify is something people are already getting in large numbers to listen to music. And now to be able to listen to audiobooks for free is part of it. Now, there's a lot of a lot of hoops you might have to jump through, but you didn't find them None. to be inconvenient at all. No, very, very popular books. And we, a while ago, put together a guide at Clark.com of, I think it's 11 different sources, yeah, 11 places online and apps where you can get audiobooks for free. All of them have little hiccups with them. 
So it's not none of these things. The new Spotify offering that you're already paying for Spotify, so you get this stuff for free. The stuff with our list of the sources where you can get audiobooks for free, like you mentioned Libby. Being able to do this is not as easy, but it saves you so much money. You know, every time you download one from Audible, it's like you took more money right out of your wallet that could be used for other things. That's the problem with convenience. Amazon was getting trashed by the reviewers over Black Friday week because their deals were, some people referred to them as garbage, some people referred to them as trash. The kindest were the no-deal deals at Amazon. Amazon has become a source of convenience with the services they offer. Do you know that Amazon delivers so many packages now that they now deliver more packages than either UPS or FedEx do? Think how big UPS and FedEx are, and Amazon is a bigger package delivery service now because there are a lot of people who love convenience, but convenience comes at cost. Amazon does a fantastic job at what they do. It's just not necessarily the bargain. Krista? Okay. The first question here from Mark in Florida. Does Clark think more corporations will try to use the new sneaky 401k trick that IBM recently pulled, where instead of 401k matches being given to employees, IBM will instead give employees a bond-based retirement IOU, paying less than 5% in returns? Yeah. So IBM has been getting a lot of heat about what they're doing is... IBM, instead of having to use current cash for a match of employee 401ks, is converting to a system with no match at all on the 401k. What they're doing instead, so they don't have to lay out current cash, is they're saying, we promise you that we're going to give you this much in value in what's known as a cash balance plan, something that is not a protected asset in the event that IBM at some point didn't have the resources to pay. And so is this going to happen widely in corporate America? At one time, IBM was the most powerful corporation in the world. And what IBM did set a pattern for the rest of not just corporate America, but corporations around the world. They don't have that power anymore. And IBM has suffered a lot of ridicule in the financial press about this new no match of 401ks with, we promise you, we're writing out a piece of paper. Krista, I'm going to promise you something on a piece of paper. What's that worth? Nothing. Nothing, right. Well, it'd be worth something from you, but yeah. I don't know that. Anyway, but if I match your 401k. Money in hand. That is your money in hand. But if I write out on a piece of paper, I promise I'm going to give you this money someday, doesn't have the same thing to it. So I would be very surprised if what IBM is doing is something that holds up in the marketplace and is something that's widely adopted. So I'm I'm not fretting. I'm curious, but I'm not fretting. There was one positive article just the other day about this that, that you can 
take this to its logical conclusion, what IBM is doing is they're going back to some form of employer-provided pension with these IOUs, but uh, I'm unsold on that. Tom in Florida says, we're renovating our master bedroom. We now have a need a closet system, and we find that closet systems are very, very expensive. If you Google best online closet systems, the answers are all over the board. If you shop through our beloved Costco, you get a mere 10% store credit. Have you ever purchased a closet system, and do you have any suggestions? So I have been on the periphery of this, as my wife has done this over the years, And what I've learned from watching the process is that the quality of the designer matters so much that the companies often use similar materials. You can run the cost of these closets way up, but it is the local outfit you're dealing with, even if it's part of a national brand name, the local of it that may be like a franchise, it feels like that. And the designer they send and what the designer is able to do makes a difference. My wife has had the designers come in and had multiple situations where it's like she could have done that just out of her own head, come up with a better design. And then other cases, designers that are brilliant. So it is the, the way these closet systems are done is very similar across the industry, but what you're looking for is you're looking for the most efficient use of the space with the best possible design at a budget you can afford. And so that's why not just going to Costco because they're giving you a kickback at 10% of the cost and Costco shop cards, but you can shop their designer and I'd shop others in the marketplace as well where you live and see who gives you that best overall package of the quality of design, the look, the materials, and what the finished product would be like. Would you ever put in your own closet system? Would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance in this world, in your lifetime. Not any way, any day. But my wife is uh, in the arts. Design is her life. So this kind of thing is very important to her. We had a closet that had, we bought a place and it had uh, just, you know, like. Uh, wire part, shelves or. Yeah, yeah wire shelves and, you know, a rod, you know, to put clothes on and all that. Looked fine to me. <laughs> but what we ended up with is gorgeous and it's a more efficient use of space. So I just defer to things like that to her. Lamar in Georgia says we made our final payment on a Nile River cruise the day before war broke out in Israel. Our trip insurance apparently only covers sickness and death, and the cruise line is only offering a 50% refund in the form of future cruise credit vouchers. Our travel agent was assigned to us through the cruise company and is not being very helpful. Should we go to Egypt in this volatile political climate, take the vouchers and lose $6,000, or continue to appeal through our travel agent? Boy, these stories are all over the place. I think I briefly addressed this a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago. There are so many people who booked river cruises, in your case, regular cruises. The itineraries are changed. Even if they're not, the trip doesn't feel safe. What you were looking forward to and you spent all this money on feels foreboding, scary, and all the rest. 
this is a terrible, terrible problem for the tour operators and the cruise lines and their passengers, their customers, because everybody loses. And in war, obviously, the biggest impact is on people who are being killed, wounded, what displaced in war. But then there are all these ancillary things like these trips that people have spent hard-earned money on and been looking forward to. I want to repeat something I said before, and that is if you are going somewhere in the world that has a known history of volatility and violence, you need to buy cancel-for-any-reason trip insurance, not just regular trip insurance that will give you back in cash some portion of your money, 50, 60, or 75% of your money. You'd still lose if you do a 75% policy. You'd still be looking at losing $3,000 in this case. But you'd have most of your money back, and you wouldn't be in fear that you would take the trip and be in danger. I mean, you might go and everything would be fine, but you might not ever feel good about it because of the violence that's been going on in the Middle East. So this one is one that's a brutal problem for everybody. In this event, you have trip insurance that is only a traditional trip insurance policy, doesn't have cancel for any reason coverage. And if you don't feel excited about and comfortable about going, don't go. You can appeal. I don't know that you'll make progress. I've been reading some of the advocacy stuff where people have been advocating for passengers on these trips. They're getting nowhere on getting the cruise lines, tour lines, tour companies to do more for people. And it is a situation where I think that if you have to take your lumps, if you're not comfortable going, you take your loss because to not do that and to go and be afraid and not enjoying it is just not okay. It is a really terrible situation you didn't cause, but you're suffering from it. I hate this because I've got nothing better yeah. that I can say to people with the tour operators and the cruise lines. You know, the airlines, it's pretty easy now. You just roll the value of the ticket into future travel unless you buy one of those dreaded basic economy tickets. But with the travel industry, tours and cruises are their own separate category and not consumer friendly in how they operate. So I don't know that I provided you any good guidance at all here. It's a toughie. We do have a Clarkie today. So let's lift things up and listen to Elaine. All right. Mark, this is Elaine, and my husband and I, we catch up with you and your podcast every weekend as we drive to our lake house in Hot Springs, Arkansas from McKinney, Texas, which is in the Dallas area. We just want to thank you so much for helping us make better financial decisions and learning to live on less than we make. We tell all of our friends and family about you and encourage them to also join your podcast. You're a big part of our life on the road. And our lives would not be the same without you and Krista. We think that you should have a bobblehead made so we can sit you on our dash as we listen to you so we can watch you laugh. We just love you and Krista and all the team and thank you for all you do. Thank you very much. And we did have bobbleheads. We did, yeah. Uh, we had 
for a good while, we had thousands and thousands of bobbleheads, and we needed thousands and thousands because in shipping, they were pretty fragile. Yes. What, one in three mm-hmm. came with a broken arm or broken <laughs> leg or something like that. But uh, do we have one here yeah. anywhere? So it'd be fun to show it to the YouTube. I'll have to find one. YouTube watchers. Yeah. We had one, and it looks like a pretty good representation of me. Yeah, it's awesome. And this was back in the era when particularly baseball was all into bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. And I wonder the people that were making my bobblehead were wondering, that didn't look like any baseball player we've ever done yeah. a bobblehead for. Yeah, they came from China. They did come from China. <laughs> so. And whatever the shipper was, they specialized in dropping the cargo <laughs> off the ship and have it drop 60 feet to the dock. <laughs> They came broken in very high numbers, <laughs> but they were a popular item. They were. They were. Think a bobblehead again? Yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Well, have a great day. Glad you enjoy listening to us on the weekend as you drive. And think about the fruits of living on less than what you make. You got your vacation home you can go to on the weekends because you've spent your life living on less than what you make. Have a great day.